welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram, Ask Adam Torres, to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that good stuff. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have on the line Paul Madat. He is the Managing Director over at Soar Selling. Uh, Paul, welcome to the show. Adam, thanks for having me. Great to be here. So I'm excited to get into Soar Selling and how you're helping your clients and, how, and what you're helping them achieve. Um, but before we do that, let's take it back a bit. Uh, how did you get started in business, Paul? Uh, that's a great question. Well, I uh, I started in the, down the path of uh degree in economics from York University, and then I went down the financial path, worked for um, a major bank on the credit side, uh, wasn't really scratching me where it itched at all, and I decided to get into sales, and I joined uh, Xerox Corporation, and I worked for that organization for about 10 years, and I was in sales across the board. I was a sales representative. I was a sales manager. Uh, I ran the production business for a little while, and then I was actually their national sales instructor for uh, for a three-year period as well and a really great experience but what I realized was um, that wasn't getting me what I wanted either I, I really wanted an opportunity to run my own business uh, do my own thing have an unlimited opportunity and I got to a point in my life in my early 30s where I just said you know I, I have to do this because otherwise you know it's going to be 20 25 years down the road and I didn't want to have any regrets and so I said um, I got to give it a go and so that's my background in terms of uh, why I decided to, to take the leap of faith. So, Paul, in your background, I mean, you work for some large companies, and you work for some people that literally wrote certain sales books like Xerox, I mean, creating an entire industry. And you were there for a good amount of time. Um, so there, I, I think there's this misperception out there upon, um, for young entrepreneurs um, thinking that they have to, as soon as they get out of college, they have to start their own business or they have to, um, I think they may undervalue some of the skills you can learn by being part of a new or a, a large organization to start to really learn some business fundamentals. Um, that's my bias. I mean, what, what, what's your thoughts on that either way? Oh, no, Adam, I'm totally aligned with you as well. If I think about my uh, my career, I don't think I would have been able to do what I'm doing now in my capacity had I not gone down the corporate path first. The, the, the people that I worked with, the experience that I gained, the training that I was provided, and the experience overall. And if I think about, in particular, the years that I spent at Xerox, uh, I mean, tremendous organization from a development standpoint, uh, supporting their people, a uh, great network of, of leadership and so forth. And uh, I, I think about what I'm doing today, it was the best decision that I ever made to join that company because of all of the reasons I just shared with you. Uh, I just simply got to a point where I just needed to work for myself and I, I couldn't have made that decision on my own, you know, fresh out of college. I needed that experience uh, to be able to do it effectively uh, and with a sound mind. So I, I agree uh -huh. with you completely. 
Yeah, I, I and I, I tell people that all the time. Like, you don't have to be in a rush. You're graduating. I get it. You 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 see all these other things out there, and you get to see the stories of uh, Mark Zuckerberg or the other person that that dropped out of college or all these other things. And sometimes you can feel behind or like you're supposed to be doing something different. But um, realistically, in my in my mind, it's like those fundamentals that you learn and the the, the network. Let's let's talk a little bit more about um, developing your network um, and how. You know, sometimes when you're part of those bigger organizations, it works because in my experience, if, they, if you're ABC, small company down the street, you might not get into a CEO's office as, as easy and for a large company as you will when you work for Xerox. No, certainly working for an organization like that with the brand strength that um, that it carries, you know, does go a long way. You certainly do get some consideration because of the credibility factor. You don't have to explain necessarily what you do. Uh, it doesn't make it much easier once you're in, of course, in order to uh, to secure the business. Uh, you you do you know you get the business based on what you bring to the table. Uh, but you're right, having the, the brand and the credibility behind it um, and, and the, the network of people um, really does factor in. And if I think about even what I'm doing today on my own, in my own business here, uh, I, I think my first three clients were actually former Xerox colleagues that I had worked with. So uh, not to say that I wouldn't have landed them as clients at some point down the road, but it certainly made it easier because of the relationship that we had having worked together uh, you know, for a, a decade, um, you know, just made for an easier transition once I decided to uh, to launch out on my own. That's great, Paul. Um, let, let's transition a bit. I want to uh, get more into what you, what you're doing over at Store Selling. So, what kind of clients are you helping, and what are you helping them with? That's a great question. So, at its core, we are a sales training and leadership coaching organization, and. Uh, Adam, somebody with your experience, and my guess is for those that are listening to this, when I say sales trading, you can probably appreciate that that's a fairly broad stroke in that if you were to simply conduct a Google search right now and just type in sales training, it wouldn't surprise me in the least if it yields 20, 30 million plus results back. And so that, of course, does not necessarily mean that there's that many companies out there, but what it does mean is that when it comes to organizations sourcing third-party support, whether it be sales training, leadership coaching, keynote speaking, or any real type of consultative support, the reality is is that there's no shortage of options. And so what we do by design is our lead program is called SOAR, S-O-A-R, and SOAR is an acronym for Surge of Accelerating Revenue. And the entire premise of SOAR is it provides sales professionals, tenured or not, with a strategic process to make better initial contact with a decision maker, either by telephone, LinkedIn, or email. And so we tend to play at the front end of the, the sales cycle, and that is, well, how do you make contact and how do you get in the door? And most organizations who invest with us and bring us in have an interest in having us work with their salespeople when it comes to the market share that they don't have right now because that's the tougher opportunity. Not to suggest that it's easy once you're in, but it's typically easier. Most organizations or legacy clients and you know customers, most of them will invite you back to the table unless you've dropped the ball somewhere from a service standpoint. The, the, the tougher nut to crack, so to speak, is, well, how do I gain traction with a decision maker uh, inside of an organization that I'm not working with. So that's what we do is we teach you well, how do you get in the door. Mm. 
And so what kind of, um, I know you work with a lot of clients and I know that they all are going to have um, different, you know, challenges um, when you, when you meet with them initially that maybe they're doing incorrectly, but I also know that themes typically arise. Um, what kind of mistakes do you find um, a lot of companies are making when they first walk into your door? It's a great question. Um, certainly as it relates to our work is they're not prioritizing any type of training for their people in this space. Most organizations who invest in skill set training tend to focus on the skill sets required once you're in, which of course is, is absolutely relevant. And then there is a percentage of companies out there who don't invest at all in any type of skill training. They, they limit it to product and industry. And so that's what I would say is my answer to that question is that some of them don't even invest in their people from a skill set perspective. And for those that do, uh, they limit it in some cases to once in versus how to get in and then once you're in. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and, and so what, what do you notice the differences uh, in, in terms of once somebody does focus on the correct priorities? Well, then what happens is, you know, sometimes we'll walk into an organization where they have an activity count in place, where whether it be an inside sales team or account managers with territories or, or client executives with only a handful of companies to manage, sometimes they're put on an activity count where they, you know, they have to make 40 phone calls a day or send out 50 emails a day or, you know, eight proposals in a month, and they just have metrics in terms of, the outbound activity. And then what happens is once we start to work with them and we start to train them to be more productive where they can make better contact in less attempts, then all of a sudden they're having better quality conversations. They're, they're seeing a higher return of emails of reply back to them. And as a result of that, the calendars start to fill up, but they don't have to send out as many outbound activities. You don't have to make 50 calls a day or 80 emails in a week, you can do it a little bit more strategically, and that just allows for a, a more productive week and month, uh, as opposed to the by the numbers plus luck mentality, that unfortunately, uh, it's because all they know in some cases, that's what they end up doing. They have to make a lot of calls, uh, send out a lot of emails, just to make a little bit of contact. I was uh, hoping that you would answer the uh, question in that manner, and, and the reason why is because that, that lets me know that your process is working um, and that what you're doing actually does make a change. So uh, because of that, I know what the natural result is um, on the next step, which is if you can comment on um, is there a happier workforce due to this um, change. Yeah, I'd like. I certainly would like to think so. I think I like to think that we have an impact on on the mindset of those that uh, that work in, inside of that organization. Because when it comes to, you know, prospecting for new business, whether you are an inside sales professional with three days experience out of college or you have 20 plus years behind you, the reality is is that it, it's it's the toughest part of the job, uh, and and it's it's the toughest part of my job as well. Is you know, I I'd, I'd rather just you know call people that I know and have relationships with because it's an easier path. Um, but, you know, most companies don't have the market share to really support that. And so if we can, you know, the analogy that I'll use, this comes from my partner Dave, is uh, it's like going to the dentist and you have a cavity. You know, at one time in our lifetime, the, you know, there was no Novocaine. There was just, you, you would have to, you'd have to go to the dentist and you'd get a drill for that cavity and you just have to grin and bear it. And then all of a sudden Novocaine comes along. And so now 
you know, if, if we have a cavity, I still don't want to go to the dentist, but I know that the Novocaine makes it just a little bit more tolerable. And it's the same thing with SOAR, and that is when it comes to prospecting for new business, nobody really wants to do it for the most part. Most of us would prefer just to get inbound leads and kind of live off of that. But SOAR just is like Novocaine. It just makes it more tolerable because you get a little more productive out of it. So it's not this arduous task of um, <laughs> something that I just don't want to do. So that's the analogy that I use. It's like Novocaine. Oh, man, that's a great analogy, Paul. And I hope you're not looking at my calendar somehow because I do have a dental appointment Wednesday morning. Dr. Grant Loosefeld, I will be coming out to see you. <laughs> and uh, and I've been flossing if you're listening to this. So. Well, I hope it's just a check. I'm not a root canal, right? <laughs> no, that's it. That's it. And, uh, and Grant's the best, so I'm good there. Um, so, Paul, uh, um, if somebody's listening to this and they like what you're saying and they want to just and they're just curious, they want to learn more about source selling. Uh, what, what's the best way for them to reach out? Well, okay, that's a great question. So, the, um, three different ways. I mean, we have our website, sourcesselling.com, uh, would be one. Uh, two, they're more than welcome to reach out to me directly on LinkedIn. Uh, first name is Paul P A U L. Last name is Madot, M-A-D-O-T-T. Um, I think I'm the only one on LinkedIn, so you should be able to find me pretty easily. And, and of course, you can call me directly. My number is 647-962-7201. All right, fantastic. Well, hey, Paul, um, I just want to thank you for coming on the show and, uh, and taking time out of your schedule to educate us on our source selling. And to the audience, as always, uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really appreciate it. And uh, Paul, thanks again for coming on the show. Adam, I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for having me.